0: Hi, and welcome to season two of Big Sound Small Town, the podcast that spotlights the talented and diverse musicians in small towns and communities. This season, we're branching out to include the community of people who make it possible for musicians to be able to perform their music, the producers, the recording engineers, the venue owners, and many others. And as always, the small town musicians. Remember, small town doesn't mean small town. Hear their stories. Today on Big Sound Small Town, my guest is audio engineer, record producer, and musician, Aaron Meyer. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thank you. Appreciate
1: being here. Well,
0: where are we at today?
1: Uh, We're in my uh, private studio here in Shelby. Um, This is where I've been uh, doing the majority of my work for the last about 15 years here.
0: How did that start here?
1: Uh, Well, what got me here was... um, I I had been working, uh, doing an internship at a a major studio down in Atlanta, was living down there. Um, My wife and I were in a long distance relationship and I ended up uh, relocating here and um, I just, you know, my next step for me was there wasn't a lot of studios for me to go work at here so I opened up my own shop shop and, you know, kind of went from
0: there you want to talk about the early days of your own shop
1: oh man, that's been a long time ago that was probably 2005 something well, like yeah. that um you know when I, when I first got here um didn't have a lot of money i was you know in my early 20s right. and um uh, you know my wife and i were, were struggling to, to make ends meet so um you know which she was my girlfriend at the time um uh, but um so you know worked uh several jobs lowe's right. and a couple of other places um around town and uh got enough money together eventually where i was able to, to go down and, and buy a, just a off the shelf computer from best buy uh little two channel interface you know, a road microphone and um kind of set up set up shop you know and and um you know it wasn't wasn't anything to talk about at that point. I mean, I, I bought some cheap foam, put up put up on the walls just to you know kind of help kill the the reflections and um, at least make it sound somewhat professional. So at that
0: point, how did people find out about you?
1: Um, Facebook a lot. Well, I didn't yeah. even know if Facebook was a thing then. Uh, I was on MySpace. I think I was on Facebook a lot. Um, Craigslist. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Put ads out on Craigslist. Um, word of mouth, people that I knew, you know, I'd, I'd work with somebody and then they'd tell their friend right. and they'd yeah. come by and, you know, at that point it was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of a lot of kind of small stuff, you know, uh, kind of hip hop work tapes, guys that were just recording right. vocals over, you know, uh, two tracks and things like that, songwriter that was maybe recording guitar vocals, right, um, nothing, nothing big at all, but uh, it just kind of spread from there that's
0: good you know, little though a little i mean that's that's really good considering where you're at now and i mean well, that's a that's a it's been a long road well that's a self-made journey
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's uh, there were probably easier ways to do it but i'm here so
0: well now when did that love did, did you start with a love of recording music or just a love for music period uh love for music definitely um i mean you are a musician and i don't yeah. i don't want anybody to overlook that fact yeah i mean i mean yeah what,
1: that's what got me started right I, you know i mean really i credit my love for music to my grandmother you know um, she she was the one that kind of put that in me and and pushed me even as a little kid to take piano lessons right and, you know she played church at our uh, played piano at her church for uh, 50 years. never wow. Never missed a Sunday. That's great. have got a plaque on the wall for it and everything. But, um, yeah, but she was, the, that music was big in her family. Um, and so she, she really brought it to all the grandkids and, you know. Her, That's good. My mom and uh, so my did, uncle.
0: You, did you, like, take piano lessons?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah early started, um, probably first grade.
0: Yes, kind of, I think, when piano. I started doing it. Yeah,
1: yeah and. You know, it, it was a chore.
0: You My know, grandmother she, was the same way. She was a piano <laughs> player, you know, so... Right,
1: you know, she would sit there and have to make me practice yeah. and all of that. And um, and then eventually, you know, in, into high school, um, around sixth grade, I picked up the trumpet, played in high school band. Right, yeah. Um, did that, you know, pretty much every year. Mine was for, trombone, but it's yeah. pretty much the same story, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Um, and then uh, when I was 15 or 16... I was riding around with my uncle, who's only five or six years older than me, and um, up until that point, I'd been pretty sheltered musically. I'd only really ever listened to gospel, uh, some country, but we were riding around, and Metallica came on the road. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time I'd ever heard of it. Oh, yeah. And um, within a year, I had a guitar and was learning every Metallica song ever, ever released. So um, that was really the start of you know, my passion for Right, yeah. It was, you know, jumping in on the guitar, really.
0: So, you would play like in bands and stuff? Uh,
1: not so much anymore, but back then. I, I mean, did. back then, yeah. yeah, you, yeah. Would play, you
0: would play in bands back then. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, where I grew up, um, you know, I, I grew up in southeast Georgia, a yeah. town called Hinesville. It's oh, yeah. Right there next to Fort Stewart. Yeah. And um, not a lot out there, so no. the music, <laughs> not a lot of bands, so. You know, the first probably four or five years of me playing guitar was all me yeah. in my bedroom right. playing along with the, the records. You right. know, which is probably part of where that um, that drive to be involved with the recording came from. You know, because I would listen to the records, and that was more about trying to make myself fit into the record
0: oh, than yeah. it was
1: about playing a live right. show. Right. You know, um, and I, you know, I would I would. Um, put that stuff on and just jam out to it for hours and hours and try to learn every part on the record perfectly um and then eventually i relocated to atlanta Uh, my family moved up there and and once i was up there of course there's
0: that's a whole new world it's a whole different world
1: bands everywhere you know so i started getting into some bands then and playing it took me a while to kind of evolve because at that point um you know, all I'd been playing was Metallica for right. four yeah, years, yeah. So everything I played sounded like Metallica, yeah. even when I wrote a new song, <laughs> it, it sounded like Metallica. like Metallica, yeah, so, it's not uh, the worst thing though, right, <laughs> I mean, but it took a while to kind of break out of that and, and really kind of acclimate to, you know, getting my own sound and my own, my own vibe, but, uh, but yeah, you know, from there, you know, I just kind of dove into recording local bands and. Um, it was really my, my uncle Louie that uh, Louie Winsky that got me into recording yeah I mean, had uh, tell me about how that happened yeah he he um, he'd had some hits he was a, a singer-songwriter he had a couple of you know really minor hits back in the 70s um, gospel and country and he put out you know two or three two or three albums and um, he had kind of hung that life up for a while when he got married um, and then when i was in my teens he was in his probably mid 50s and decided to get back into songwriting so he wanted to go out and and um buy some stuff to make a little home studio yeah
0: so he could do his demos right but he
1: was completely computer illiterate didn't know anything about anything digital so um he asked me to come in and learn how to use all this stuff you know to help him and show him how to how to do this and of course i, I the only the only exposure to recording at that point that i had was a little task 4 yeah. track oh, recorder yeah. you know that i was using to kind of put my own stuff together right. um, but that two years or so you know with with my uncle working on his stuff in his studio I, you know that was really kind of where it, the foundation yeah that's where it really came plus that
0: was probably me. a low pressure way to do it too very much yeah, yeah.
1: it's you know it, the people that were coming in weren't paying anything. Right. It was, you know, we were recording local church groups for free, and you know, just having fun. Well, yeah, that's how you, you know. learn,
0: though. I mean, they, yeah. and you can make your mistakes there when it's not quite sure. as, as crucial as it <laughs> yeah.
1: is along and the way. Well, I mean, there were there were plenty of mistakes because <laughs> this was this was you know this was late '90s, so this was before really um, computers were a huge thing, right. at least in the home studio. Right. Pro Tools was still a ways oh, yeah. down the road, you know, from being... Well, I mean, that yeah. was the
0: real changer with computers and yeah. music.
1: Is Pro yeah, Tools. I mean, Pro Tools was in the studios, the big studios right. oh, yeah. by then, but there were no home studios running Pro right. Tools. So we had the little um, Roland... No. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Yes, 1880 yeah. digital recorder, 18-track digital recorder, where everything was this little tiny 4-inch screen, mm-hmm. and every, you know all the editing was with knobs and buttons and... Um, There were more than once that I accidentally deleted people's stuff because you hit the wrong button. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's, well, well,
0: it's gone. Sorry. Either redo it or live without it. Yeah. yeah.
1: So trial by fire for sure. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that's, but then I guess when you're doing it that way, you're learning. I mean, that's an apprenticeship. Oh, yeah,
1: for sure.
0: I mean, that's almost a, it's the same as an education, a, a, college education doing the same thing yeah
1: yeah and and it's one of those things that you know it's like a a musical instrument you either you know you either have the passion for it or you don't if you have the passion if you have that bug you're going to dive into it and wholeheartedly and spend all your time and energy focusing on it so you know it was it was and i'll always be enormously thankful to him for for bringing me in and and letting me do that because that put me on a on the path. Then we when then when did you take it to say to a, the level above that? Uh, when I moved to Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and you know been playing around in, in bands and um, you know recording buddies and stuff right. like that and um,
0: so I once just, you once you had that you knew that anybody you played with which you I, we're in a band there, and so man you know we're going to be able to get this stuff recorded <laughs> right, yeah
1: yeah that was my, that was what I brought to be. Yeah, you know, yeah. some guys had the PA yeah, exactly some more yeah. guy had the band yeah, exactly yeah. know, I could record the demos <laughs> <laughs> and run the sound at the show but
0: you know, but that's right? a good thing yeah. I mean yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. yeah. but um, yeah so I, I got to a point where I was like okay I really want to do this recording thing you know it's for me you know I, I playing in a band, I've, I've always been in love with records. I've always, you know, I put records on and I love live performances, I love going to concerts, but there's something different. It's a different energy, it's a different feel. It's like when you when you make a great record, you've captured that forever. True. And you can put that on, a concert is here and gone. You know, True. it's it's off into the ether, you know. Well, but, it's
0: the Beatles, you know, the Beatles, yeah. once they realized they could not any longer perform live, yeah. they put all their energy yeah. in studio and without that i'm sure that if they had toured that would have never happened
1: yeah yeah or at least not to the level it did did, Uh, because they they literally spent their lives in in the studio experimenting and man they did so much to advance recording they did Yeah. yeah but um so, you know, when I once I decided that, once I decided that's the road I wanted to go down, I, I started putting in for internships at major studios. Oh, yeah. And it was tough because most of them required uh, a, a degree. Right. You either had to go to Full Sail or right, yeah. know, Berkeley or something like right. that. And of course, I didn't have that. Right. I, every, all I had was a demo reel on CD and, you know, uh, a suit to interview in. Yeah. You know? yeah <laughs> I didn't yeah. even have a suit and a shirt yeah. the top. Yeah. Um, so I, I interviewed at, at three or four different ones um, and finally ended up at, at Silent Sound. So and, somebody uh, did finally give you yeah. a go. And you know, it was, it was, you know, it was pretty eye-opening. It was the first time I'd ever been in a, a real studio. Right. A lot of people that have been to recording school, they worked in real, real studios, studios. And, right. you know, so for me, it was the holy grail. It was, you know, angels oh, singing, yeah. you know, everything yeah. when the doors I, open, I, so. sure. Um, but I I spent about a year and a half there, um, the, learning from uh, Tom TK Kidd, is the guy that that brought me on. He's okay. the chief engineer there. Uh, he's worked with everybody, uh, everybody TLC and I um, uh, just everybody. It's uh, anything that was going on in Atlanta in the mid 80s. Did you did you cut
0: cut most of your stuff with uh, hip hop and rap at that time, or was there other
1: Yeah, stuff? well for as far as recording yes most of the most of the artists that came through to record were hip-hop artists r&b um you know once you got into uh mixing that room was a was a phenomenal mix room extremely well known Mm -hmm. around the city for being a great place to come mix a record so they got all kinds of you know i remember when i was there you know elton john was there mix, mixing uh, oh yeah Eastern when they Rome. would mix
0: it would be just all genres of music then, right? yeah
1: yeah yeah so you have you'd have everybody in there yeah
0: so you got the mixing side of it as mm. as well as the recording part of
1: absolutely it. but I, I tell you even more important than the technical side of it was just seeing how professional studios are run True, getting I mean. that perspective seeing how they deal with clients how mm-hmm. you know all of that stuff it's, it's it's
0: yeah there is more way way more to recording studios yeah. get okay before we dip into where we're at sure. today give them an idea of actually an artist comes to you mm-hmm. what happens I'm bringing my band well, I'll just I'll bring my band to you we got you know we want to record
1: okay
0: uh, what do you
1: tell them? Um, well, first thing I want to know is, is you know, kind of the scope of the project. Right. You know, are we talking about a single? Are we talking about an album? Um, are you What do you want to do with, right. the, with the recordings? You know, are you trying to get gigs? Is this just a demo or right. is this something you want to put out there as a record? Right. Because the budget involved with those two things is wildly different. Okay. You can do a demo in a day. True. you know yeah this is true you do an album it will take you it can take you a year yeah I can you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's just I mean, you know there's exponentially more work and detail involved in putting an album together um, so that you know I, that's the first thing is to try to narrow down what, what they are what their are yeah yeah um, because a lot of people I think just just think of it under this blanket recording. I'm going into the studio to record. They do. But they don't necessarily have specific goals for what they're trying band, to band
0: Bands don't. I mean, yeah. we're, we're not even talking just listeners have sure. it, bands come in we want to record right okay we've
1: got some songs we want to record yeah. Yeah. yeah how many right yeah and what do you want to do with them yeah yeah exactly yeah. and then you know that that pretty much sets the template for where we go now from is there. that where
0: you take over as a producer a lot of times or, or, or guide them well, do you need a producer? It?
1: It, it depends on the role they want me to play. That, right. That's the other thing. A demo, you don't necessarily need a producer. Right. You know, a demo is really more just capturing the songs as the band plays them. You might do a little bit here and there to to, to tweak something, suggest something. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's not. There's not a whole lot of production work um, on a demo. Um, if they want to go the 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 record route, right. if they want to make something that that is going to stand up in the market. That's a whole different ballgame, and, and I'll definitely tend to get more involved. How involved or in, in what areas depends wildly on the artist. You know, some guys come in, or some people come in, have phenomenal songs. You know, I don't have to touch the songs. I don't, right. I don't have to mess with the lyrics or the melodies or anything. The songs are ready to go. You know, we, we've got them in the bag. All we've got to do is work out the arrangements and, right. and go from there. Other people, they'll come in and, and they'll have the core of a good song, but maybe it's missing something. Maybe it's not completely right. there yet. Um, so I, you know, it can it can involve me sitting down and working with them to finish the song, right? You know, um, it just do you really bring depends. them players sometimes? This yeah. would this yeah. would sound good. Yeah. It sounds good like it is, sure. but but
0: we can. I know someone who can put something sure. else on it. Yet.
1: Yeah, all the time. I mean, you know, if most of the time, most bands that I work with are pretty self sufficient. Yeah, usually they are. Um, you know, everything that they want on the record is in the band. We might bring in, you know, a, a steel out, player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some outside instrument for right. color or something. Right. Um, working with songwriters is, is very oh, different yeah. because most of the time, a songwriter, you know, they play guitar and they sing. True. Occasionally, they'll, you know, they might play a third instrument right. or a second yeah. or third instrument, something like that. But, you know, they're, they're probably not going to play drums and bass and, you know, all of these other instruments. That Which are people that
0: have to be considered in the budget too right. that people don't exactly. think about.
1: Exactly, and and that's one of the things that um, that we talk about is, is, is why budget is so important to talk about. And, it, and sometimes I get the sense that people are a little hesitant to talk about it because they, they feel like, if I know how much money they have to spend, I'm yeah. gonna to try to spend it yeah, all. Exactly, yeah. But in reality, it's just I need to know what's what's practical. I yeah. need to know what's within reach for you. Yeah, you know. And um, the, the only way that I can make that assessment is to know roughly well, we're how much you with, have to yeah. spend Ballpark. right? You know. So. Um, but yeah, once we've once we've figured out the budget and we know what the goals are, you know, then we start talking about bringing in players. And there's a lot of things that I do myself. Right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's part of it too. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things, you know, especially in this this market, the more you can do as a producer, you know, the more cost effective. Cost effective. Yeah. You know, um, so most of the projects that I work on, um, I end up doing the drums, the bass, you know, yeah. some guitar work. Right. Uh, a little bit of keys, you right. know, if, if it's anything, I'm, not, I'm certainly not a great pianist or a great keyboard player. Um, if it gets beyond anything kind of basic, right. I'll bring somebody right. in. Um, so, I, you know, and then there are times when, you know, my approach on an instrument might not be what, what it needs, you yeah. know, and, and it's it's up to me to, to know that and say, okay, well, I could do this, but I think this person would do a and better be, job. Be you know. So I guess you also have to keep a list of people
0: that you oh, yeah. can call, which you know, is which is, I guess there's a lot of politics involved in
1: that too that people don't see. Yeah, yeah, there can be. I mean, it, it's you know, for me, it's really about um, finding people that that can deliver in the studio because it's a very different environment. It is. It's, I mean, it's somebody else's money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and playing live is a whole different mentality from playing in the studio true. and putting something on a record. And playing your own music live is very different from having to then go and write something specifically for somebody else's song. True, you this know? is true. Because yeah. that's not, it, it's not your song, it, you're adding to their Color vision. Too, yeah. yeah, and that's a whole different mental approach. Now what kind of
0: hours, when you're working on a project, I know people don't see yeah. this too, you're not like, Eight to
1: five. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of the 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 mixing, you know, I do is you know I'll be in here at two three o'clock in the morning, you know, mixing because it's nice and quiet yeah. and no no interruptions and I can I can stay a hundred percent focused. You know. I guess it's a
0: lot of hours when you're when you're on a project. Plan. Oh
1: yeah. I mean, it's for a full, um, fully produced song. You know, with the intention of you know. Putting it out on the radio or whatever, you're usually looking at about 20 hours mm-hmm. from beginning to end, including all of the recording, all the pre-production work, um, editing, mixing, and then eventually mastering. Well, now do you do you do the mastering, or you send that off somewhere? It depends. Okay. Um, my preference is to send it off yeah. um, because I like to get that 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 objective point of view it's, like the, to, it's the
0: yeah i mean then you get one one different yeah. take on what you've done
1: yeah. i can put it out there to somebody they can they can listen to it in a in a different room on different speakers with All a different right. set of ears and they're going to hear it a totally different way and they might hear something that got by everybody you True. Know? so that's good well
0: now your home studio is not where
1: you're at these days is it not primarily. I I move back and forth um, between here and the Sound Factory up in Lincolnton. Okay. Which is um, it's a three-room studio up above Guitar Wishes right there in downtown Lincolnton. Yeah.
0: do you get, I guess you get a different clientele than you get at your home studio? Um,
1: no, it's, uh, you know, it's, I still deal with pretty much the same types of, oh, types of projects. Yeah, um. I, I definitely deal with more bands more large bands up yeah. there um, you know but even when I was primarily working here you know I would work with bands and we would go somewhere else and track drums right, yeah. get the drums down and then we would bring everything back here to my place and we would do all the overdubs um, up there I can knock all of that out in one room oh and, yes you know that, that definitely helps but are um, drums the hardest thing they can be yeah, there, there, just because there's there's so many moving parts mm-hmm. and you're dealing with, you know, you're, you're dealing with physics, you know, when you've got that many microphones in that close of a space, you're, you've got all kinds of potential problems where things can go wrong. Um, and even the instrument itself, the way you mic it, your, your goal isn't to mic, you know, eight different drum pieces and and have eight different sounds yeah it's your goal is to make eight different drum pieces but make it sound like, like one one instrument. set of drums yeah and that's that that can be tricky for some people it yeah. sure can it, it takes some practice
0: okay this is a subject that i'm asked a lot and i know that you're asked a lot how about fixing mistakes and auto tuning and all it, what part does that play these days? Um ideally I, what, First, okay I come in and I stink as a singer. Can mm-hmm. you make me sound like um Okay, I stink, so can you make me at least sound like Bruce Springsteen? No. Ah, oh, golly gee.
1: <laughs> Sorry to break your heart, but unfortunately no. Dang. No. Um now, I, you know, technology, the way I look at it, you know, it's all tools. You know, we've, we've been given all of these tools that, that can help us do things. Um, but the less of it I have to do, the better the project is. That's just how it, it's it's always been that way. If I'm having to fix a lot of things, um, there generally tends to be a ceiling on the project, and it's only ever going to be so good, you know. Um Oh, but you should be good at, it, didn't you do? You did a lot of hip hop. I It's a joke. It, yeah. It's a joke. I didn't. But mean. in hip hop, in hip hop, is used as an effect. It is. It is real. Well, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and, and and it's definitely an overplayed effect at this point. But true, but yeah, it's um, you know it, it was used creatively to add something, using it to fix and correct things. I'm not against it at all. It, uh, for me, I'm a results guy. It, I, it's whatever gets us to the, the finish line.
0: If I come in and sing flat, mm-hmm. rather than do it uh, two more times till I get it right, or we do we correct it or
1: if it's if I'm making if I'm calling the shots, we're we're doing it to get it as close as we yeah. can to being good and right. right. Um, it doesn't mean perfect because for me as a producer, when I'm sitting back getting a vocal take from somebody and and recording it, I'm looking for emotion yeah I, that's i'm great. looking for I mean, feeling and if you're making me feel the song but you're a little flat on a, on a note i'm not going to throw away all of that emotion right. that we just captured I because understand. that's that's the gold yeah. that's what we're right. after that
0: is i agree you know
1: and 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 if it's a decision between oh let me tweak this note and and fix the tuning on it or let's scrap this and do another take that might not be anywhere near as good um you know, I'm always going to opt to keep the take and fix it. That's why I'm coming to you, mm-hmm. you know, is, is for that right
0: there. I mean, that, yeah. that would be the reason I would come to you sure. as opposed to someone, yeah, we can fix it. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry. Don't worry. I got it. You yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, that is a difference.
1: Yeah, I I think so. And, and, you know, for me, it's I I don't have heroes in in the music business, really. I mean, I've been around it long enough. Me too. I'm the same way. You know, it's like there are people that you look up to and and, and respect, but I don't really have heroes. They're talented, but they're just people. Yeah. But if I had a hero in the business, it would be Dave Cobb.
0: Well, I was going there with that. Man. Speaking of mistakes, <laughs> you've seen in the Jason Isbell stuff mm-hmm. where he'll sing the wrong word, yeah. but they won't fix it. They won't fix it. They keep it, right?
1: right. Because yeah. it adds to the record, it and that's does. the way records used to be made. You know, it's like when I listen to um, um, oh, God, who is it? Uh, you Are So Beautiful, uh, oh, Joe Cocker. Joe Cocker, yeah. With That little oh, that vocal yeah. squeak at the end. You know, as a singer, that's driving him nuts. You know, you know that's like oh, we got to fix that. But the producer's like, no, no, that's that's it. Yeah, you just sold the song. You know, that's the that's the. Um,
0: uh, well, we'll go. The to intangible. Bob. Yeah, yeah that's we'll go to Bob Dylan with. Um, uh, like a Rolling Stone. Yeah. Uh, the organ part was not even supposed to be in there. Right. And Bob says, "Hey, turn up," you know turn that part up and he, they said no no that guy's not even Al Cooper actually yeah. he's not even a keyboard player right but then it became the part of it yeah, yeah the big part of the no. song
1: yeah. yeah I mean you know it, it, listening back to you know bringing up Dylan I was listening to I can't remember which song it was the other day but there's a you can hear him start to go to the wrong chord or go to the chord too early right and he kind of catches up and it's one of his most famous songs it might have been Rolling Stone um, but you hear him catch up but you're not going to throw away that take. You know, it wasn't bad enough that you go, oh, God. You yeah. know? Oh, yeah. if it, for me, the, the test is, does it break me out of the moment? Right. You know? If it pulls me out of the song, it's like watching a movie, you know? When you're watching the movie, you have to be in the movie. True. If you're noticing all these little details and the CGI is really bad and you're kind of separated... You it loses it. True. You know that magic, the spell is broken. It's no different with songs. You know when you're when you when you're listening to a song, can you get lost in the story? Right. You know that's as a producer, that's what I'm looking for in the studio. When I'm listening back, I'm looking to get lost in it, and I'm looking for anything that's pulling me out of it. Right. And then I'm going to correct that. I'm going if we if it's pulling me out, we need to redo it. We right. need to fix it. Whatever. That's great Um, but if it if it adds, if it if it makes it more real, more human leave it in man well that's probably yeah. the, the the records of the world yeah that's that's the story of the great ones really yeah and, and you know all of the great stuff I mean you, know, you go back to you know I'm a huge fan of the the um, Motown stuff yeah oh you know? yeah and man there was some there was some not great I agree stuff in those mm-hmm. records if you listen I mean, there's problems everywhere you right. know and the background singers were out of key or um, you know the the, the bass was a little flatter. Tambourine, you know, tambourine was just a sconch out. Right. Because it yeah. was on
0: everything. But every once in yeah. a while you think, that's not the right beat. Yeah. But yeah. but then if you just listen to the song, yeah. it's like, it doesn't it matter. Doesn't, it doesn't matter.
1: matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And you know because of where it's from, we know and accept and kind of subconsciously accept that those flaws are in there. And we just overlook them because we enjoy the music so much.
0: It's also probably pretty hard to do a flawless record. I would say. it think. really
1: is. Yeah, and, and flawless records are boring. Like well, they probably are. They're yeah. stiff and and you're,
0: they have no personality. Well, that's reading as opposed to playing, I guess. Right. Same th- Same. Right.
1: Same idea. And and I feel like when you listen to to some records now, you know that's that's what you get. Is it's it's there's it, some cold it records. It looks yeah. and sounds like it should be good, but it's just not. You know? No, know, it's it's missing that that realism, that this humanity. This is the best part of the story, right there. The whole. <laughs> I mean,
0: I mean, people people don't realize this. Musicians sometimes don't realize this. Oh man, I'm, you know, I messed up just a little bit there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's like it's I'm fine. glad to hear you say it from that side as opposed to. Yeah. You know, I have theories that I'm not too much of a perfectionist person either. But yeah. There again. I have quirky taste, so yeah, you know.
1: well, I, I think it's you know it's about fighting that that mentality that just because we have a tool doesn't mean we have to always use it right. You know, it's like, what was the quote from um, Jurassic park uh, the uh, the curly headed guy? Oh, oh. Uh, he says um, he says, uh, you were so preoccupied with whether or not you could. You didn't stop to ask whether you should. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it's, that's, for me. It's exactly the yeah. same in music. It's like, okay, we can do this, but what is it? And should we do this? Does it make the record better? You know. And I think that's the bottom line. Yeah. I mean,
0: in a real world, it would be perfect and, and still have heart and soul. But then that's yeah. not
1: very rarely exists. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I think humans. Are by their very natures imperfect. So perfection is imperfection to us. You know? Yeah, that's probably true. That's kind of the way it's, it's those quirks, at. it's that character that it adds, that, that's what we latch on to.
0: Do you find, do you, I mean, you have bad,
1: bad acts come to you? Mm. Uh, I won't say bad acts. Um, I think, you know, there are inexperienced people you know that, that I deal with a lot that need a little more help a little more nurturing um, it, it, it may take a little more effort to get something I mean do you ever everything. do you ever do it and think there's no way in the world
0: <laughs> I can make this work at all
1: no it's not in my vocabulary that's great I mean you know, I mean that's a wonderful thing it's really nice and, and it probably comes from you know starting with almost nothing working with people who had very little to right. lose had no experience in the studio none of us had any experience right. and we were de- bound and determined to make something out of nothing that's great and, I kind of carried that mentality that you know no matter what walks through the door you know because I you know working in a commercial setting I deal with, all kinds of different. Projects. I'm sure, yeah. Everything sure. From you know, hip hop to bluegrass to rock to metal to you know, right. Christian music. I mean, all of it, the, the the gamut. So I've got to be ready. Whatever walks through that door, I've got to be able to switch gears to get, and to get the best out of that project that, that you can get out. Because you know, what you're looking for in you know, a contemporary Christian project is completely different from what you're looking for in a bluegrass. Project. Or, or even a contemporary Christian and a southern gospel. Very much. I yes. mean, they're
0: both. They're both. Yeah. Christian acts, but there's
1: yeah. nice, two different worlds, two totally musically, two, two different, two different, different skill sets, two different yes, ways of approaching yeah. it. Absolutely, and um, you know, so once once you've spent enough time bouncing around from from project to project in different genres with people at different talent levels, um, you kind of get over that it's bad mentality right. and it's just okay this is what we have today right what are we going to do with it what this is where we are how far can we go you know how, that's, what's that's the best we can do with it? yeah i mean that's a that's a really open minded approach to things that's the only way to make it i mean in the studio if if you've got if you're closed off and opinionated and this is how it has to be yeah and, you're judgmental on everything. What, what? It's not your way or the right. highway? Yeah. It's. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I come to you and it's not... Right. This is what you're going to do? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. And, you know, and, and it, it, you have to have that flexibility because everybody's different. You know, everybody's music is unique. Yeah, songwriters get their feelings yeah. hurt if you even change a V or not. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Tomato to tomato. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah and, and, you know, so you have to... You have to be able to judge people's personalities and get a feel for them and then try to figure out the best way to communicate with them. If you're making this sound like a really hard job everybody <laughs> thinks i mean i can sit back there and push a button here <laughs> and there I, I, you know it's not <laughs> it's not an easy job yeah. it's 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 something that takes a lot of practice a lot of failure yeah you know? well i mean that's that's how you do get better yeah. i mean i mean it is yeah there's a lot of failure a lot of a lot of you know oh I should have handled this differently you know next time you'll you'll know is it hard to keep up with the technology uh I mean once you're in it not so much yeah because once, once you're in it you know and, and you, you've, you've been in it a while and you understand the technology as, as a whole um there are things that will pop up that, that are new and interesting oh this is really good cool right. you do now but they all generally kind of fall into certain categories you okay. know um, there's not a whole lot that's like totally, totally. groundbreaking, right. change okay, everything. Yeah. Well, the next thing,
0: how do you decide what mic you're going to use on a vocal? What
1: determines that for you? The singer, the singer. Yeah, for me, it's always about uh, that. That's the number one consideration. Number two would be context. You know, right. what's what's the musical context? Right. and well, what's that going to sit up on? Right. Yeah, you know, if, if it's a if it's a uh, something that's a little warmer sounding and more traditional you know i might go with a ribbon mic right. or a dynamic mic or you know a vintage sounding condenser you know um if it's something that's like super modern like you know edm right, or, yeah. or something like that i'm going to go with something bright and, bright, yeah, and aggressive yeah, yeah. you know but i'm also going to it with the, the vocalist
0: you know they, they bring you something or something for you to hear before you do it i mean they don't just come in
1: your acts come that's in. my preference for sure yeah. Yeah. Well, you
0: don't like you don't like for okay i'm coming in here today I'm gonna, i want you to record four songs of mine here yeah.
1: we go you'd be surprised how many people come in that way really yeah I, I ask people all the time for you know there's there's two things i ask for uh, demos of the songs right. if, we're, if we're working on yeah. it, if they've got even if it's just them on right, the acoustic yeah. guitar in their living room yeah, at least you have an idea of what's going on right it's that way I'm I'm not coming in totally blind See, and, and that's the I think that's kind of the disconnect is to the artist they've lived these songs true they know the songs they don't realize I have no idea what the, what's about to come right. out of their mouth right. you know? so I try to get them to send me uh, something. Right. Um, the other thing that I, that I like to ask for up front is um, I want to know what record you like. Oh, okay. You know? I want to know what kind of music you're into. I want to know if there are any particular records that you're into, artists that you're into. Um, because that gives us common ground. That right. gives us a, a way to understand each other. There's so much music out there. And personal taste is so varied it is. that you know I can I can be dealing in the morning with with somebody that, that you know sees music that hates Bob Dylan right you know right. and then dealing in the evening with somebody that wants to sound exactly like Bob yeah. Dylan and it's totally different mentalities. So by having that that conversation, uh, you know, there's a an old saying that um, you know talking about music is like dancing about architecture. You know? yeah yeah okay. it, it's like yeah. it does, talking about music well, is kind of pointless it's i need to hear what you're into well and that's like well as far
0: as that goes we're back to why music should never be a competition or, right. or you know it's it's what it is and in your case you're wanting to take it to where the person who is making this music wants it to go right right, right.
1: Um, and sometimes they don't even know where they want it to well, go. Well, now, so I mean, that's
0: where your job as
1: a producer totally comes in. Right. right. And that's where those initial conversations about what kind of music do you like help me to know right. if I end up in this ballpark, we're going to be okay. Right. You're going to be happy. Right. If we end up in a completely different ballpark, then I didn't do my job to understand your needs going into it.
0: You're convinced me to record with you and I haven't even got anything to record these days. Kind of wishing I hadn't spent all my time over to you in other places. I didn't know I had a choice. I didn't know I could ask for a sound. No, that's great though. I mean, I'm joking and making light at that. Part of it is not really a joke, but um, that's why you do need to. Think about where you're going to record and who you're going to record with. Actually go see the people. What would you give advice to a band looking for somebody, you know, to record them?
1: Uh, You know, shop around, talk to different people, don't let money be the determining factor. There's always somebody out there that'll do it for cheaper. True. It's not about cheap, it's about getting the result that you want. If all you're looking for is a demo, you know, and you're not really worried about the quality, okay then maybe price is your 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 best bet if you're looking to if you're looking to make an artistic statement if you're looking to to put something on tape that that represents you and your music in the way that you want to be represented you need to find somebody that gets that vision yeah you know yeah and that can help you to get to that point because I think bands
0: just wind up a lot of times young bands going to the first person or the cheapest person whichever right. comes first right <laughs> I and mean, a lot of yeah. times they'll pay too much because it's the only sure person they I mean it's their only option yeah that it, they know of anyway
1: yeah and, and you you know you'll never hear me say anything bad about you know big a-list studios they, they charge a ton of money they but they're worth it they, if yeah, you mean. go into it and know what you're doing True. if you don't they will they, they can Suck your wallet dry oh, yeah. in, in the blink of an eye. I mean, they, you know, there's mills in Nashville that will
0: do your demos for yeah, yeah, a couple, yeah.
1: Hundred yeah a and, couple hundred bucks, couple hundred
0: bucks, and that's what you got. So. Sounds like
1: everything else. Yeah, it does.
0: It does. <laughs> I mean, which if yeah. that's what you're looking, and and like you said, if a demo is what you're looking, that'll serve its purpose. Sure. You know, but well, it's um, uh, that's another thing too. I've learned over the years. No matter how bad your music is mm-hmm. there's somebody somewhere that thinks that's the greatest thing in the world <laughs>
1: yeah yeah I, I, you know we, we touched a little bit on this before we started rolling but um yeah I mean that that's the market that we're in you know is is I think you know independent artists as soon as they try to compete in the music yeah. industry on on major label terms they lo- they lose they do because they don't have the money, they don't have the backing, they don't have the exposure. Um, you know, it takes a ton of all of those things to get your music out there to enough people sure it does. to to have a a hit, a and the
0: spin doctors are gone. They, I mean, yeah. there's no radio stations right. to, to yeah. I'll pay this guy to take my record and beg them to play it. Right.
1: So we've entered into a, 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 an era where, you know, independent artists can be very successful, but it comes down to identifying your niche. Finding your audience, your audience might be in Denmark you True. know I mean it's uh, you know if you're in Shelby, North Carolina and you play polka, you're probably, probably not gonna f- <laughs> not going to have a big following <laughs> not around here no. but if you can find a, a pocket of people up in Pennsylvania sure uh-huh. you know. Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, a lot of German sure Sure, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, and you can communicate with those people online. You can market yourself to them. Make a trip up there a couple times a year, play shows. You know, that's your following. Where we live in an era where that's possible. But you understand too that
0: musicians usually are musicians, and and once that happens, I got this. I record this great project. What do I do with it? You know, right? And and I'm including myself, but most musicians. You know, uh, what they have in talent to, to play or write sure. sometimes escapes them with the, with the rest of, the, it. Business yeah, of it. the business side. Yeah, the
1: business side. Yeah, and, you know, in economics, there's, there's what we call the, the theory of the firm. And the theory of the firm talks about just, you know, the advantages of being able to keep everything in-house. It's, it's you know, more efficient and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're in a band... That makes sense because you've usually got four or five people in there and they're all going to have different strengths and weaknesses. True. So if you're in a band, find ways to leverage that, you know? Figure out who's good at what mm-hmm. and let them deal with it, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of times what I see in bands is you got one guy that does everything. Yeah, you do. And, you know, that's almost by choice, you know, that they-, they Well, that's true. It's yeah. easier. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it just keeps <laughs> right.
0: the pace. Exactly. You, You know, you got to have a boss. Right.
1: But to be, I think, to be successful in in today's industry, you're going to have to to let each of those other people do what they do do best. And then wherever you come up short, that's where you go to outside help. You know, that's where you look for other people to, to come in and help you as, uh, as you know, contractors or, or whatever.
0: whatever. Well, and, um, and I think a lot of bands miss that. Yeah. I don't, it depends on what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, it, it, in their degree of success, but just as a band itself and the members, a lot of times they need some outside help.
1: Definitely, and, and I think the bottom line is, you know, people are only going to take your music as seriously as you do.
0: Well, this is true. You
1: know, and, and if, if you're not willing to, if you don't believe enough in your music to invest in a good record, right. to invest in, you know, promotion and, you know, a, a booking Networking, and all of this yeah. other stuff, mm-hmm. um, it's not going to go anywhere. It's yeah. You know, it, it's going to sit there and... Do nothing, and a large portion of
0: that is a bit easier these days with all the networking you can do. Sure, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot
1: of things you can do to promote yourself, and there's so much education out there too. There's books and YouTube True. videos, and there's online classes that you can take that will educate you on all these things. But you have to be willing to put in yeah, the time and the effort. There you, know. you do, and and
0: a lot of times um, that escapes people for whatever yeah. reason. But, but then that's the success. Then that. Sure. that you earn the success that yeah you deserve, yeah. man. You get what you put in. Yeah, you do. You do. Well, this has been great. You need to have actually a seminar for um, bands. I mean, you could. <laughs> I mean, from that part along, sure. you know. Sure. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I do speak usually every year up at the uh, Don Gibson yeah. Songwriter Symposium. Um, it, it's usually songwriters up there. But True. I usually do. You know, the last three years, I've done like an hour long workshop um and then um off and on i teach at gardner web you know music production everything right. I go through all this stuff but, but yeah i mean i'd love to mm-hmm. i for me it's you know the more people that know about this um uh, the more people that that have the, their stuff together and understand the process and the, the easier it is for me as a producer to work true I, i'm sure that is and, and ultimately the the better we're gonna work together and the better the end results are gonna be.
0: All right, we're back with Aaron Meyer and he's gonna tell you how to get in touch if you need his services or would like his services and I would recommend them.
1: (laughs) Uh, I mean, you know, all over Facebook and Instagram, you can find me, um, Aaron Jason Meyer on Facebook. Um, Sound Factory Studios on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you know, just reach out there and, and I'm happy to to talk with you and see how we can help.
0: Well, we're going to w- one other thing now. Mm-hmm. I've always heard that you're totally booked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stay pretty booked, yeah. Yeah.
0: So so if you're thinking of a project, then uh, you need to plan ahead, right? And that's just generally good advice. I mean, you true, know, true. It's,
1: but- you know. The idea that you're going to go into a studio, the, the, the worst situations that I get put in are when people make all these plans themselves, but don't involve me right. until the last minute. Right. Then they expect to come into the studio the following week and we knock out their album and then they're they're done in a month. No, we, we need to be planning this a, right. a month ahead. And I guess you need to know how to block studio time mm-hmm. so you can Absolutely. do a project
0: or sure. in, and possibly you got other projects you sure. can or cannot work around.
1: Sure, and and that's the reality of, of, of you know kind of the the in, the business today and the, and budgets is, you know, thirty years ago a band could go in and lock out a studio for six months. True, they'd live there forever. True, you know, um, and you, the, the studio was making money. They didn't have to worry about right. balancing other pro, other acts, other projects. That was that room was this band's for large right. amount of mm-hmm. weeks or months or whatever. Now you know. Bands are booking by the hour, and it's a half day here, a full day there. Sure, um, you know, it might can be. you piece together something that way? I mean, oh yeah, you I mean, sure. Can get a it good
0: can, project? Yeah, that way. it can
1: absolutely. It'll take a it'll take a while, right? But
0: I mean, say yeah. say you're limited, you're on a limited budget, you're living for absolutely f- four jobs to, I can pay for studio yeah. time to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can tell you the average on a full album. Uh, As far as time, when you're dealing with a band and everybody's schedules and budgetary constraints, it's nothing to spend a year on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I realize that, but, you know, and and that's counting.
0: Right. And that's doing, you know,
1: anywhere from one to three sessions a week. Right. You know, over months and months and months, you know, so, um, yeah, I mean, it it can definitely be done. It's most of the projects that I've worked on here have been done that way because not many people have all that money. That's true. They don't just slap down that front. I agree. Yeah. I
0: agree. This has been very in- interesting, very eye-opening for, I'm sure, a lot of people. I, it, you're the only real record producer that uh, uh, that I've had on here, oh, uh, and I, I think people that. miss that part. There's audio engineers, there's a lot sure. of things, but it's, uh, it's really a big hat you
1: wear. A lot of different hats. A lot of that's, different hats. That's yeah. the big thing. Yeah, it's, and that's something you will hear commonly said about producers because you have to be able to to move from you know uh, psychologist to audio engineer to best friend to you know Babysitting. Well, the yeah, I mean, yeah, there's so many things yeah. that you have to jump between, but um, it's an art for sure. That's good. Well, I do
0: appreciate you taking the time to do this.
1: I appreciate you having me. It's
0: All right, thank you.